This week's episode of Enchanted Tiki Talk is brought to you by our proud sponsors at Kingdom Strollers, providing premium stroller and crib rentals, delivered straight to your Disney or Orlando Resort hotel or vacation home free of charge. You choose the time of delivery and pickup, and we do the rest. It couldn't be easier. So book your Kingdom Stroller rental today by visiting KingdomStrollers.com or call 407-271-5301. And at MousePros.com. Let these Disney travel specialists help plan your next Disney vacation. MousePros.com offers free concierge service to help guide you every step of the way in planning your perfect Disney vacation. Let them sweat the details so you can focus on the fun. Visit MousePros.com for a free no-obligation quote. Ask for Tiki Bird Sean or any of our friendly agents. And now, on with the show. Ladies and gentlemen, no flashbulbs, please. Our performers are temperamental and easily upset. Thank you for your cooperation. Oh, look at all the people. My goodness, you're all staring at us. We better start the show rolling. Wait, wait. We forgot to wake up the Glee Club. Hey, howdy, hey, and thank you for joining us here on Enchanted Channel Tiki Talk. We're your hosts. I'm Sean. I'm Keith. And I'm Alan. So grab yourself a Dole Whip, pull up a chair, and enjoy the show. This is episode 150 for the week of September 4th, 2016. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Enchanta Tiki Talk. This week, we are honored to have two members of the amazing band Delta Ray. They are bringing their energetic sound to this year's Eat to the Beat concert series at Epcot from November 4th through November 6th. So everybody, please welcome Eric Holgis and Mike McKean to the Tiki Hut. Mike, how's it going? Hey, Great. Hey. Good. Cool. Thanks this for having is, us. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you so much for coming on. We appreciate you guys uh, taking time out of your schedule with your, you know, your your tour that's going on right now. So this is exciting for us. Our pleasure. And and Keith and Alan are very excited as well. I am. <laughs> <laughs> Settle down, guys. <laughs> so this this is really cool for us to get to get a chance to talk to you. You know, you're you, you're a pretty unique group for the most part because you have three siblings in a group and three non-siblings in your group. So how in the world did you guys come together and how did you get the name Delta Ray? We came together in 2010 um, and it was my brother, my sister, and me uh, were the sort of founding, first founding members. My brother and I have been writing music since I was about 10 years old and uh, we've just always loved writing and then we I also loved singing with our sister and our closest friend when we lived out in California named Liz Hopkins. And so the four of us moved to North Carolina and sort of started this band, all moved into a house together, kept costs really low, and uh, started touring. And within that first year, we knew we wanted a drummer and a bass player. And I had met Mike McKee at a gig when I, uh, I was in college in North Carolina, and I gave him a call. He's the only drummer we ever auditioned, and he's... Uh, sort of become the backbone of the band. So Mike joined uh, a year into it, and then Grant joined a year, uh, I think six months after that. And so the six of us have been touring nonstop ever since, pretty much. Um, And we got the name Delta Ray from my mom, 
Uh, so my parents are really creative people. My dad's a toy inventor, and my mom is a, a fiction writer. When we were growing up, she would always tell us these stories about this character she made up uh, named Delta Ray, who uh, is a 12-year-old girl who grows up in the South and reawakens the Greek gods to save her dad. And we always just loved the story and the name Delta Ray. And we asked if we could use it for this band. And she said, <laughs> she said yes. Uh, so those are the sort of, in a nutshell, answers to those two questions. But yeah, it's been great so far. Oh, that's pretty cool. That's a uh, very unique and personal personal story to help create your band which isn't isn't too common because you know there's some groups out there who who've just threw a hat out and wherever it landed like ah yeah that'll be the name so you know it's nice to see that there's a personal touch to it yeah i think it's it's one of the hardest things to do is come up with a band name so i feel like uh we got lucky because we didn't even have to come up with it we just stole it from my mom (laughs) (laughs) because you look at a group like i think it's like lady antebellum whose country they they create i think they created their name and then they regretted it afterwards mm-hmm, i think mm-hmm. you know and at that point it's too late to change your name so. no i know sure, I know. sure it's yeah. a big deal right <laughs> it's like one of the hardest decisions you have to make and you have to make it at the very beginning so right. you don't right. want to get it wrong it's sort of like naming your own kid like oh you know might get to call it's, him little yeah. billy or <laughs> <laughs> billy jr right with a concert the touring is stuff you guys the fan base that you guys have accumulated is just amazingly loyal i read that they actually they funded the first album which is carry the fire what did that like mean to the group like such a loyal fan base like that i mean it's been amazing you good you want to take that one mike well sure um so we did their kickstarter campaign was that eric was that like 2011 yeah it's 2011 and um we set a goal for i think 20,000, right Mm-hmm. And we ended up exceeding that to something like thirty, and um, we were just floored, so honored. Because at that point, we were we were touring, but not nearly um, as much as we are now. And I don't know, like it was, um, I was just completely floored by it, and it really enabled us to to create that record in the way that we we hoped to. Yeah, it was kind of an incredible moment because we had been touring for two years up and down the East Coast almost exclusively. And that Kickstarter project was backed by, I think, almost 250 people. Yeah. And those were our just closest, most loyal fans at the time, and they still are to this day. Um, and that Kickstarter campaign coincided with the right when we were talking to Warner Brothers about getting signed. And it's the only thing that really gave us any leverage going into those negotiations because we were supported by our, our fans. And I don't know, it's, it's uh, a gift that that I, I really don't take for granted and sort of sp- springboarded this whole thing uh, to where we are now four years later. I mean, that's pretty nice that they basically helped you put out an album. I mean, we had someone buy a t-shirt from us one time, and that was pretty cool. So. <laughs> 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 I yeah, think we got the nice. better end of that deal. If you, if you, you know, maybe, no, maybe not. <laughs> Great we appreciate t-shirt. those who have bought t-shirts, though, and I don't want to act like we don't. All right. Right, yeah. Uh, but speaking of that first album, uh, you guys recorded with uh, Lindsey Buckingham from Fleetwood Mac. How did you first? How did you do that? How did you score that? And, and then, and then, what was it like being in the studio with? I mean, that's you know, that's a legend, really. Let's be honest. Right. Uh, yeah. Well, unfortunately, we didn't get to meet Lindsey. It was through uh, the producer we were working with at the time. Rob Cavallo was uh, was working on a song, and he's personal friends with Lindsey Buckingham. And Lindsey was hanging out with them, and Rob showed him a song we were working on and um so so Lindsay's like listening to it on the couch and playing this guitar so it's called a griffin it's kind of like a mandolin guitar right. hybrid 
it's playing along listening to the song and Rob goes dude that sound is really cool it was a cool riff he was doing over the song he was hearing and he said do you mind if we just set up a couple of microphones and grab that uh, essentially that's how Lindsay Buckingham got on the recording because he was just hanging out with Rob and listening to the song and came up with a part on the spot Wow. Yeah, it's it's such a bummer because we were on tour for that whole moment. Oh, but wow. We got back to the studio and Rob's like, hey, did anybody tell you about the guest on the track? And we we're like, no. And Well, I don't know if you guys are uh, Fleetwood Mac fans, but Lindsay was over here the other day and we about melted. Uh, <laughs> right. uh, in our yeah. band, we have four lead singers and Fleetwood Mac has, I think, you know, three of the best singers that right. have ever walked the planet, so it, uh, they've been a huge inspiration for us, and the fact that Lindsay was on the track was incredible. Yeah, we were floored. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, that's really awesome. <laughs> Hopefully someday we meet him. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Thank him in person. <laughs> so, He's probably listening right now, so we will have to sure. Wearing his t-shirt. And, I thought yeah. about Yeah, he's the one that bought the right. t-shirt. He's the guy who brought the, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the next thing that I want to talk about is um, one of my favorite songs that you guys have made is is Bottom of the River. I just want to play a little snippet for people out there right now who haven't heard the song, but uh, it's an incredible song. Ooh, baby, it's a long way down, a long way down. If you get sleep or if you get night. The cock's gonna call in the morning, baby. And check the cupboard for your daddy's gun. Red sun rises like an early warning. The Lord this song, in some ways, this song's in, in in some ways it reminds me of like Michael Jackson's Thriller. Not 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 to say that like everybody knows Michael Jackson's Thriller. It was over the top, but just the way this the video was produced, it's really well done. You know, it's pretty much taken in, in one shot. And I, I could talk about this this video and song for like an hour and a half, but we don't have that much time. And the song is like I think like two and a half minutes, but. I just love the beat to it, and um, I love how it, it is just so intense. And so, who ended up coming up with the idea for that video itself? Uh, well, first of all, thank you so much. I mean, I think that the inspiration for that video was Michael Jackson's Thriller. So, was it really? Um, yeah, it was. We just love the way that Michael Jackson is able to um, incorporate storytelling mm-hmm. and also choreography with the incredible sounds uh, that he has in his music. And so, uh, but that song, that song sort of is a bit of an outlier in our set. We're, we try to write sort of the dark Southern Gothic storytelling music um, as often as we can. But that, that song sort of came out of nowhere. Uh, and my brother and I wrote it um, when we started the band. And it's, the story for the music video came very organically. And it took a long time to sort of come up with this concept. But uh, I think Ian, somewhere along the way, was like, the song, it's a witch trial, and uh, on the march of the witch, she actually casts a spell and takes over the whole um, group that's that's persecuting her. And uh, we just sort of loved the idea, and we reached out to a lot of our Durham artist friends and got a dance team and a step team and uh, an incredible filmmaker out of New York who was a buddy of mine um, named Lawrence Chen who directed. Uh, the music video and we just all got together one night uh, at the Duke Homestead in Durham and made this thing for a shoestring budget of like a uh, 1500 bucks wow. and um, it doesn't look like it well thanks. thanks yeah I mean everyone just volunteered their time yeah, which was such a gift again you know our fans have just been amazing so 
Uh, but yeah, we just, and my sister who sings the song has always had this ability. She's got sort of a lion voice and, but also has this, she's a bit of a witch, uh, like sort of a modern day witch, uh, believes in magic. Um, I think that's why we're all sort of such Disney fans. Uh, and, um, so we, we wrote this song for her in the music video and she, she just comes, becomes a little bit possessed during it, which is always kind of scary and exciting to see. So, yeah, we just leaned into that. And how many takes did it take to uh, to film that? Four. That's it? I think that, yeah, I think oh, we wow. only had, had time for four. Um, yeah. And uh, a little secret is there is an invisible cut. There's So the whole thing looks like it's right. one shot, but uh, there's actually an invisible cut. And when it pans to the right? How did you know? How did you uh, know? Come on. I'm a, we did I, our best to edit yeah, it. No, it, yeah. it is pretty good, yeah. You can... <laughs> I mean, I've watched the video many times, so I was able to pick up on it. Yeah, but, you know, to to the average person, probably wouldn't realize that that was the case. Mm-hmm. But one of my favorite parts of the video itself is when is right at the end when the camera turns around and comes from behind, and then the yeah. wind's blowing in her face. Yeah, I mean yeah. that is just like perfect. You can't tell that there's a fan there anywhere. Love it. I mean, it's just just a just beautifully done i mean it's just like one of those things where it should have been really should have been nominated for some kind of mtv video music award just because (laughs) it was it was like a perfect moment for a a, um a music video oh that's very kind we're really proud of it and we're uh constantly trying to outdo it and um so hopefully with this next album we'll be able to to meet it or exceed it but that really means a lot thanks yeah thank you yeah thank you for making the song i love it so (laughs) So um, one other thing is one thing that uh, we love about the latest album that you have um, after it all is that you can just put it on one track and listen to the whole thing. So which is rare in music today, your sound crosses like so many genres and you never get the same style of song twice in there. Is that something that you're always conscious about? Thank you, man. Uh, yeah. And I think we're, we're always conscious about it and maybe self-conscious about it too. I think part of our, our biggest, uh, um, confusion factor is that we don't really fit into a genre so when we try to describe what our music is it's it becomes uh, a very broad description you know it's sort of gospel pop rock folk you know it's just pretty much listing everything at that point and uh but that's kind of the music that that we've grown up listening to and i think for us we're tap we're trying to just tap into something that's sort of beyond genre it's just more about the soul of the song and like what moves us um and yeah, I think when you put on an album like After It All, it just sort of changes scene to scene, song to song. It's uh, it's an experience, and uh, I think people that that are fans of ours appreciate that. And something that we're yeah, we're just sort of constantly trying to explore the sound and what we can do as a band. I mean, I think that's big because you know everybody has well, not everybody, but every band gets like one song that's big. But to me, the bands that I love that I go back to are ones that I can just put it on, you know, on my iPod and play every album all the way through and get enjoyment out of the whole the whole spectrum instead of just sure. well, I like this one song. I'm going to download this one song, or, or I'm going to buy this one song. I'd rather buy the right. album and love the whole thing. And that's the bands I come back to. You know, the, the bands that I. Uh, you know, call my favorites that I listen to on a daily basis. So that's important to me as a listener. Sure. I'm the same way, man. Yeah. I'm the same it's a way. Ride. Yeah, it's really interesting. And I think, uh, it, like, the album is sort of an interesting medium. And I'm not sure how long, much longer. I hope, I hope it sticks around for a lot longer. But I don't know how many people actually put on albums anymore 
with Spotify and Apple Music, it seems like everybody's just sort of listening to playlists and uh, and sort of experiencing things on a song to song level, which is cool. But uh, I think for us as artists, it's still as fun to create an album that is almost a bit of a concept album. You put it on and you're just sort of swept away and taken on a, an adventure um, and an experience, you know, like like the wall. Oh no, my god! Right. right. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, but that's that's what that's what I think of when you talk like that. You know, it's you yeah. listen to the wall all the way through, and that is that's a trip. It, it's, <laughs> yeah, it is. Well, yeah, well, it is a trip for sure. But it's also just. Are you, you sure know, that so you different. are listening to it all the way through? <laughs> right. <laughs> I've been listening to the White Album all the way through, and that thing is so incredible—the double album—and mm-hmm. you know what the Beatles did with that record is just. Ah, so yeah. good, start to finish. Yeah, most artists just they just don't do that anymore. It's just because you have so many one-hit wonders now. It's just they're out there just meeting, creating one song just to, to just try to even get their name out there. It's sure. rare for anybody yep. to actually produce you know an album or want to put the time into it. So you know it's incredible that you guys have done that and you're going to continue to do that. So and you're doing that for the fans as well as yourself. So that's that's important. Thanks. Yeah, yeah it, it keeps us keeps us motivated. You had said that you guys are both like big, um, like fans of Disney. So, where did that that fandom kind of start? So, this is Mike. I uh, I grew up going to the parks occasionally with my family, and I guess I went when I was like five and seven and nine. I guess every other year for for a while. And my dad also had a park audio CD from like I think nineteen eighty two or eighty three or so, something like that. Nice. Um. So it was like an old vinyl, but now on CD. And they had a lot of the stuff from Epcot and all the, all the great, you know, ride songs and stuff. So we grew up listening to that all the time. And uh, I guess I kind of re-fell in love with the brand, with the, with the company. Uh, in 2008, I read Walt Disney and American Original by Bob Thomas. And yeah, and that totally sparked my fascination with him and really with the parks. I really enjoy the movies and the, you know, all the stuff that comes along with it, but my fascination is really with the parks and the stories that all the rides can tell and what Walt did um, as an inventor and as an entrepreneur just really fascinated me. So that started for me in 2008 onward. Yeah, and Mike just sh- shared that book with me and I, it was like one of the best books I've ever, I've ever read in terms of being inspired after after finishing it. I I grew up watching the Disney uh, animated films and really it was all about, I I really think it's the same thing that we were just talking about with Michael Jackson, but it's the way that he incorporated storytelling with music and visuals that I just, I was, it's, it is, it's casting a spell. It's real magic. Um, And uh, when I was a kid, I would, I would love sort of magic tricks and I would spend all of my allowance on, on those sorts of things. But what I hated about magic was that there was always, a gimmick. There was always a mirror or some sort of um, something fake, like you were just misleading an audience. But with with I think great art and great filmmaking, which I think the Disney films have, it's uh, what I sort of feel like is real magic. It gives you the same sort of awe, but there's no trick. It's sort of there's nothing behind the curtain. Um, what you're seeing is what you're getting, and it's just it. It just happens to be incredibly artfully done. So I loved the films and then reading this book and going to the parks and just seeing the way that he's able to capture storytelling 
uh, and sort of the synesthesia of of visuals and music has been an incredible inspiration for me. And if you ever come see our shows live, Delta Ray has a flair for the theatrics, and I'm sure you can draw a direct correlation um, to what we've experienced uh, at with Disney films and with Disney uh, parks and experiences. It's yeah, it's a big inspiration for us. Yeah. You guys don't have Walt's frozen head behind the stage, do you? No, oh, we, we, can't, uh, we we can't answer that question. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah, Bob Iger I, is listening. They can't right. Uh, right. <laughs> discuss that. Right, right. Not if they ever want to go back to Eat to the Beat after this year. Right, right. <laughs> now, now speaking of Eat to the Beat, you guys are going to be performing in November fourth through the sixth. So, how did it come about that you guys got selected or volunteered to actually perform there? How did that come about? You know, we have this amazing agent named Jordan Berger, who is uh, one of our fiercest allies and uh, teammates. And I believe he was, uh, he's friends with the guys that run it. And I think he's got some other artists that have done um, Eat to the Beat before. And so he, he sort of threw our name into the ring. And, uh, and eventually, I think they checked out some of the music and, and thought it would be a good fit. So it, it's not as exciting a story, unfortunately. But it, <laughs> yeah, uh, but he's he's a uh, yeah he's we owe him a lot. He's gotten us some of the coolest gigs we've ever had. Yeah, now, were I mean, you were you like really excited when you found out the news that it actually happened, or is there a fun story about that? Yeah, I think we, uh, Mike and I especially. I mean, all, the whole band are are big fans of uh, of Disney World, but Mike and I especially sort of freaked out. Um, yeah. Mike, I think you probably had the best reaction of anybody. I don't remember what it was. I probably just squealed and then pretended like I didn't squeal. <laughs> it's cool. I don't care. I'm probably like, I don't care. That's kid stuff. I don't care about this stuff. Right. I didn't squeal. You squealed. That wasn't me. That yeah, was yeah. You. I stepped on something. Yeah, with a mouse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but we're really excited about it. And we're playing at 5 o'clock, 6.30, and 8. So that means that we have the mornings and afternoons to, to go to the parks and then in the evening... Uh, be able to hop around, and I, I might already have an itinerary all planned out. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't. <laughs> Do you have your Fast Pass Pluses booked? <laughs> right. Well, we're gonna get there. It's a little early, I guess. Still, for yeah, a little, a little bit. Yeah. 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 So, are you gonna? Do you guys stay? Are you staying on property, or do you stay on like your tour bus or something? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they stay on the tour bus in, in in Hollywood Studios behind the scenes. There. Right. We're, we're staying in the tower, actually. Oh, nice. Time. Nice. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, we're going to be staying on property actually, which will be my first time ever staying on property. So wow. I am really excited about that. Wow. Nice. That'll be, a I fun would time. ask where, but we don't want like, yeah, we don't want everybody, everybody like attacking the, the hotel. Yeah. <laughs> we'll keep that our secret off camera or off, uh, off, uh, off air. Right. You can tell us cause I won't right. be there. So, uh, but you, you know, so do you have anything special planned for while you're at the parks and, and you're not performing? I mean, are you going to try to do any of the like tours or uh, anything like that? Or are you just going to be there with you know, with your I bandmates we'll and family? Of, I think we'll do a lot of park hopping. Um, it might be the kind of thing where Eric and I kind of are the tip of the spear, and if anybody wants to come along, we're going to go go a little crazy at the parks and um, like go on. Yeah. It's a small world twice in a row. Right, something that <laughs> Right. It's like a too crazy. <laughs> but I'm looking forward to um, Illuminations because I've been told that the band has a we get might get a special kind of viewing 
after nice. um, one of the shows. Oh, cool. That'll be real cool. Yeah. yeah. Your last set should wrap up right before Illuminations. Exactly. Um, so exactly. I bet you guys could probably go off backstage and just sit right there. I would. Yeah, I think I think at Meredith Pavilion, it'll be a pretty sweet spot right there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's straight across the space of Earth, so that's probably yeah. uh, that's a great view. Yeah. Are you guys going to perform the same uh, set every time, or you have something different for each set? Usually we perform about a 90-minute set, and I think mm-hmm. each one of these is 30. So I think we'll be mixing it up a lot. And we're also writing nonstop these days. So right. uh, I have a feeling we'll we'll be trying some new material. And, nice. Um, you know, mostly we, I think we've been given the sort of – we've never played this before, but given the feedback to like it should be upbeat and exciting and sort of high energy. So right. we're going to be trying some of that stuff especially and, and see how it goes. I think it's going to be fun. Yeah, I think it's going to be, I think it'll be really, really, really good. I'm excited. And it's a it's a good environment to be uh, to be playing, and it's a good chance for you guys to um, to kind of debut your sound to some new people. I, uh, a couple of years ago, I was down there, and my wife is a huge Sister Hazel fan, and they're you know they're fine, but I was never a big fan. But she wanted to go see them. I said, sure, that's fine. I actually walked out of there going, you know what? These guys are they got a lot of energy. They're a lot of fun. So it's yeah. a really good opportunity to to get your sound out there and and, and make some new fans. So yeah, take that, take that. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Do you think you guys can get the Cadaver Dance to perform for you for a couple of your songs? Maybe have them walking in. You know, <laughs> that'd be pretty I'll cool. Pull, I'll have to call Bob Iger on that one. Yeah, but you know, we're talking about. Well, we'll figure it out. Take the theatrics to a whole new level. Right. Exactly. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Of the new attractions and shows that are there, anything that like stands out that you're excited to see that you're like like I have to see this or ride this. Uh, of new stuff, honestly, I'm going to get a lot of crap for this, but I would like to see the new Frozen ride. I've heard it's pretty great. Me too. Uh, I'm right I want to see it you. too. You, you just like, uh, I think you just gave Keith a heart attack. Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. I was tell, a male like Starbu- tell him you like Starbucks coffee too, and then a lover, so the Frozen's in there. But oh, <laughs> well, I mean, I, I I saw some video footage of of like a ride through, and it looked it looked pretty good. So. I'm Mike and I were there. Uh, I think we got into um, Orlando for a show uh, around ten o'clock, and so we had like an hour in the park. But we went and got tickets anyway, and uh, and we went on the new Snow White ride. Isn't right. that right, right, Mike? Yeah, the Seven Dwarves Mine Train. Yeah, that was, that was great. Train. It is a good one. It's a great ride. Yeah. I like that one. I love. How, I loved how at the end you saw the like remnants of the old ride. Yeah. Sort of held yeah. on. That that was cool. Yeah. That was but really great. What's the, what are some of the newest things? I'm I'm maybe a little bit behind with some of the like the latest attractions aside from the Frozen ride. That pretty much is the newest thing. <laughs> well, you oh, have okay, the, cool. Well, <laughs> well, you have the Star Wars, uh, the new Star Wars, Star fireworks. Wars fireworks show, the fireworks, and all the Star Wars like like stuff that's at the, the studios now. There's a stage show and there's like a launch bay with a bunch of the props and like replicas and stuff like that too. So there's kinds of Star Wars stuff. Um, yeah. There's going to be like a Muppet show that's at Liberty Square that should um, be like started at that point too. So there's some new stuff that'll be there. Awesome. I didn't know about that one. Yeah, I didn't realize they had opened that stuff yet. I'd love to see that. That'd be cool. Yeah, you'd be there at a good time, especially with Food and Wine. Have you been there during Food and Wine at all? No, I haven't, but I heard it definitely uh, takes away the crowd from some of the other parks. Yeah, that true. Yeah, on on a weekend, uh, weekend nights, Fridays and Saturdays. What what days are you? I know the dates, but what are the days that you guys are flying? 
Is that a middle oh. of the week or is it a weekend? That's a good question. I can tell you one second. It's a weekend, I think. I was thinking it was a weekend, so you guys will have tons of people to play to because it's right. very popular on a weekend night. We're doing... um. It's Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Oh, wow. That works out really well then. Yeah, yeah those are extremely busy nights. So you, you'll have a lot of people hanging out that maybe don't get seats, but are just kind of wandering by and listening to. So you guys have a lot of ears on you that night. No pressure, but. <laughs> right. No pressure. So have no you guys pressure. been, have you guys been to this before? Oh yeah. I have. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, I, it sounds very cool. I mean, what are the, what are the highlights from having gone for you guys? Um, the alcohol and all the food. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they, they build all these booths, all the around world showcase with uh, different like food and um, alcohol and uh, desserts and stuff from various countries. And they're all small plates. So you can have, you know, a little bit from each one, especially if you go, if you've got someone there that you can split with, you guys can try a lot more and it's just great. You get to try a bunch of different food and a bunch of different drinks and it's just, it's fun. If you're a drink, and if you are a drinker, if you drink beer or wine or anything like that, there's, a ton of that out there. So, so are kids there? I mean, is it like, uh, or is it mostly just uh, the adults? Yeah, there's kids. There's kids, and then there's people that probably should stop drinking two hours before <laughs> they decided to. But because well, last year a guy tried, not tried, a guy climbed the pyramid in Mexico. Yeah, yeah. no yeah. way. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and that's why I'm not allowed back at Epcot. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> that's that's very interesting. Yeah, there's <laughs> that's that's a good word for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it is. Now, if you guys could reimagine some Disney songs, right, and put them on an album, <laughs> what songs would be on it? Oh my oh, gosh, man. Circle of Life. You know, a song I was just thinking about that I love so much is the uh, um, at the end of the Jungle Book, the like I will go and fetch the water. Awesome. That one oh, that wow. the yeah. girl sings. Yeah. I just love that melody. I think is so haunting and cool. Um, oh yeah, you guys should perform that there. That's a really cool <laughs> like a little, idea. Like a little interlude. Yeah, yeah, that's a cool idea. I mean, I think we could do that. Like four part harmony would yeah. be pretty amazing on that melody. If you just cool. open, I bet you, if you just opened it up with it, I mean, just an idea. You probably would get some Disney fan. There'll be a few Disney we'll fans that'll probably freak out. We're gonna do yeah. it. No, yeah. that, that'll happen. Oh man, this is made. I mean, see, now I'm stoked to. to now I want to go down there, just fly down there, just to see it. If you guys actually do that. Because that is send you video. That, that I was supposed to be down there sound. at that time, but my trip got canceled. So now I'm bummed. No oh, dang. That would no, be really I, good. I think that's actually a really cool idea, and we do that sort of thing, just like little nods, and right. then we kick off the show. So I think that would be perfect. I know the band loves that song, so really, that would be that would be fun. Yeah, that would I probably also, kickstart everything for you there. Yeah, I think that'd be really cool. Yeah. I also do love uh, when you wish upon a star. I think that melody again, oh, the melody is so. Mm-hmm interesting and cool and uh in i think as soon as we found out we were playing i i went and brushed up on it again on piano so that'll probably make a an appearance as well um between songs what about you mike oh man um that's a great question let's do splash mountain theme you know, oh neat goofy, you know that'd be cool you, you and i were singing that one for days I uh, wait. What's the? What is it? How does it go again? Like the. That's the funniest song ever. Uh, and Mike looks a little bit like a stork. So when he sings, yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's Brer Stork. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The Brer yeah. Rabbit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Are you guys gonna have matching T-shirts? Of course. All right. 
That's the way to do it. <laughs> No, Delta Del- Del- Ray Disney 2016. Right, right. In like a lime green color so that you don't yeah. lose each right. other. And you can have a little flag on one of your backpacks. And I'm seeing this with a balloon. Fantastic. A balloon. Yeah, with a balloon. Yeah. 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 Uh, you can chant in Spanish as you're, you know. Now Keith. Going through the. Keith. 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 What? What? Be nice. Be That's nice. A thing down they're, not, there. they're not Brazilian. Oh. Nice. Uh, uh. <laughs> Lord. I'm going to bring this up just because um, when, when Keith first approached you guys, and I don't want to make this about us, this is about you, but this was really cool to us, and I want to say this. So when, when Keith when Keith first approached, uh, you know, to try to see if we could interview you guys, and one of the first responses back was, "Yeah, they actually listened to your show," which kind of floored all of us, um, which is just really cool. It's a big honor to us. But how did you, you know, how did you guys find us and and things like that? Just a quick little thing there. Well, I, I listen. We all listen to a lot of podcasts because we do have a lot of time in the van as we're traveling around. I love park history and what's you know what's what's new in the park, and so I subscribe to different podcasts like y'all for like more of like what's new in the park and opinions on the on you know different attractions and, and whatnot. And then there's some other podcasts I listen to focusing on park history. Right. And I'm not really sure exactly how I came across one of y'all's, maybe just as a reference from a, from a different podcast. But, um, yeah, that's, I just kind of stumbled across it, I suppose. We'll take it. That was just really yeah. cool. When, we, when that email came through, we were all like, what? No way. What? Yeah. <laughs> guys I squealed. I think I squealed. You oh, squealed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I did when I read it was, that. It, it, happened. Cool. it happens to the best of us, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but you squealed because you get to play at Disney. Like we squealed because, well, that's still kind of cool, actually. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, we're hoping one day maybe we'll get to to just step on the stage at the American Pavilion there. Maybe just touch it. We might even have to get that close and not be like like tackled by security, right? <laughs> Everybody that comes on the show, no matter who they are, we always ask them the same five questions: the Tiki Lightning Round. This is when you get to get we get to learn more interesting aspects of uh, of your Disney fandom. So, uh, the first question, and we'll go with uh, Mike. You can answer the first one here. Your favorite snack in Disney? Ooh, uh, I'm a turkey leg guy. Oh, That's my guy. Oh, yeah, I'm so disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> Eric, uh, it was one of those like huge hot dogs on Main Street. I can't Casey's. remember. Yes, yes, thank you. Yep. Yes. Yeah. It could be a snack or a meal. <laughs> I was really hungry, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, favorite attraction? Uh, Pirates for me. Nice. Splash Mountain. Ah, two good ones. Favorite Disney character? Oh, man. I'll, be, I'll go with Goofy. Nice. I'm trying to think. Uh, Jiminy Cricket came to mind first. Nice. <laughs> I'll just stick with him. That's a new one. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if we ever had that one before. I don't think anyone's ever said Jiminy. No. I honestly don't know if he's my favorite. It's just uh, just popped in your head. Yeah. When I'm, I'm also nervous with the sort of lightning round aspect of it. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the favorite... girl getting water at the end of. Uh, right. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Let's go obscure here. Uh, favorite Disney movie. Uh, I'm gonna say Mary Poppins. Lion King. Nice. Favorite Disney Park memory? Um, I think it was when I was about five or six, 
uh, my dad took me on Big Thunder Mountain. And after the initial descent, it kind of curbs around and starts to go up again. I told him, uh, I was like, all right, I'm ready to get off now. I'm good. And he looked at me and said, <laughs> you can't get off now. And I gave him this look of just terror. And then we finished the ride, and then we ended up doing it three or four more times in a row. Nice. And loved it. Yeah. Uh, mine is weird because I, I, I first went to Disney World when I was eight, and I really badly injured my leg somehow. Uh, and so I couldn't walk. And so I, for like three days, I was in a wheelchair at oh my Disney World. And uh, it sounds horrible, but it was amazing because we got to the, go to the front of the line. For <laughs> I was going to say front of the line access. Front of the line access. So, and the whole family did. So everyone was super nice to me. Dude, uh, that's cool. But Space Mountain was incredible uh, and totally scared me when I was eight. But I loved it. Did you hurt your leg at Disney, or had you like heard it right before? I think I heard it in like one of the pools or something. I oh, can't... so that's why they were super nice to you. They were trying to avoid the lawsuit. <laughs> that's the kid yeah. that hurt his leg. Be nice. <laughs> yeah. Give him a, give him a turkey leg. It'll give be him cool. a hot dog. Yeah, give him a hot dog. <laughs> yeah, it was a good time. Very cool. Excellent. Well, first, we want to thank you guys for, for taking the time out to, to be on the show. We really appreciate that. It means a lot to us. Um, you know, oh, thank you. Guys you. Are, you guys have are, are busy uh, writing and touring, so to take the time out uh, with us means a lot to us. Um, but well, before for we, us. Sure. Before we let you go, um, let uh, go ahead and tell our listeners you know, where they can find you on you know, individually, also your band, website, social media, all that sort of thing. Well, you can find us at DeltaRay.com. It's DeltaRae.com. And I... Uh, but really, we're on Instagram and Facebook and Snapchat mostly these days. Uh, and don't find me personally because I don't really do that stuff personally anymore. Um, <laughs> Mike is much better at it than I am. So, Mike, do you want to give a little promo? <laughs> oh, no, I'm good. I mean, I, yeah, I think that's it. DeltaRay.com. DeltaRay.com. Excellent. Well, thanks so much for coming on. We really appreciate that. Thank you, guys. This has been fun. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thanks, guys. That was awesome. Thank you. That's going to do it for this week, but first we want to thank our sponsor, Kingdom Strollers. Kingdom Strollers provides premium stroller and crib rentals delivered straight to your door. For more information, visit KingdomStrollers.com or call 407-271-5301. Also, head over to MyFantasyBands.com where you can get customized Magic Band covers for your next Walt Disney World vacation. And if you use the code ENCHANTEDTIKITALK20, you can get 20% off your order. That's ENCHANTEDTIKITALK20 for 20% off your order at MyFantasyBands.com. Please let us know what you thought of the show. Comment in the notes at EnchantedTikiTalk.com. Email us at podcast at EnchantedTikiTalk.com. And leave us a message on the Tiki Talk hotline, which is 256-4MY-TIKI. That's 256-469-8454. Please like us on Facebook. Check out our store at RedBubble.com. And follow us on Twitter and on Instagram at Tiki Talk Podcast. Lastly, if you enjoy the show, please take the time to rate us on iTunes. And you can find me on Twitter at One Minute Disney Dream. That's one M I N Disney Dream, MouseWorldVacations.com, and MousePros.com. And you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Dolwip Daily. And you can find me on Twitter and on Instagram. I'm at Norman Bates. That's N O R M N B, the number eight and the letter S. And I also just joined Snapchat at Tiki Bird Allen. I'm still figuring that one out, so bear with me. Um, but thanks for listening what? this week. For Sean and Keith, I'm Allen. I messed that up because you threw me off. <laughs> Uh, thanks for listening this week hold on crap outtake (laughs) thanks for listening this week for Sean and Keith and our special guests Eric Holgis and Mike McGee from Delta Ray I'm Alan and this has been Enchanted Tiki Talk Aloha
How are y'all doing? Good. How are you doing? Good. Good. How are you? Cool. It's it's funny talking to y'all. I know I know your voices from the podcast. That is so, so weird. That's weird to us, cool. to be honest with you. That is really weird, yeah. yeah. How How's that? Well, you know, well, Alan, go ahead. I was, I mean, it's just weird when people are like, oh, I recognize you from the show. It, I don't know. I, don't, I can't speak for them, but I don't really – it's just weird to me that I have, like, people who are like, yeah, we're fans of you. And I'm like, I don't right. do anything. <laughs> I, I sit on my iPad and I talk about Disney. How are you a fan of this? Right, I, mean, I right, appreciate it. Right. I love it. But I'm just like, what do you mean you know my voice? Mm-hmm. It's weird. It is. Enchanted Tiki Talk has been brought to you by MousePros.com. Log on to MousePros.com to plan your perfect Disney vacation. And by Kingdom Strollers. Visit KingdomStrollers.com on your next visit to Orlando or call 407-271-5301 for premium stroller and crib rentals. Thanks for listening to Enchanted Tiki Talk.